0: We are coming to you with the unspoken words. This is the Red Robe Perspective. With humility, experience,
1: reflection, and that unique style of indigenous humor, we discuss the issues that affect our mind, body, spirit, and emotional well-being as natives in recovery.
0: Wobriety. Well, Community, accountability, transparency, and service work. Uh, hope. Hey yay. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, hey, cha uh, hey. Episode Unspoken Words, episode, episode twenty six, episode Unspoken Words, episode <laughs> Unspoken. <laughs> oh my goodness! Here to my right, it's the copyright holder to your favorite Indian JCB. And over here to my left, he ain't even trying to preach, yo. Pod Gotti, Randy B. in the house. What's up, guys? Yo, what up? Yo. What up? Ooh. What up? Hello. Except no substitutes. Hello. No substitutions. Hello. 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 I used to have a three-on-three team that, had, that was called No Subs. There's just three of us. <laughs> <laughs> Often imitated, never duplicated. There you go. There you go. Um, tonight, we're going to have a special guest. He's still on his way. Yes, we but are. But it's all good. Uh Mr. David R Blaine. Godspeed. Godspeed, yo. AKA
2: Godspeed. Yeah, that's the it. newest Lodgegrass resident.
0: That's what they call him on the Lodgegrass streets.
2: It's Godspeed. <laughs> <laughs> Over there in Johnny Wilson Acres. <laughs> Shout out to that community out there.
0: Yes, sir. Hey, Randy, you brought up something very interesting before we got on. Um oh, Yeah. Well, let, let's talk about it. What was it again?
2: Oh, it was a class action franchise fee. Uh, The city of Billings was sued by seven Billings residents. Nice. Uh, This article says nearly four years ago, seven Billings residents decided to take Montana's largest city to court, alleging that fees it had added to water bills were an illegal sales tax. Since then, two of the group have died, and at least five different judges have touched a case before retired Gallatin County Judge Mike Salvini was literally called in off the bench to help decide the matter. That could involve nearly every household in the city and see a settlement of more than $50 Nice. In testimony on Tuesday, Salvini heard arguments about the franchise fee charges and also heard motions on why a new slate of class representatives and plaintiffs' counsel should be submitted. So basically... What the city of Billings, what this goes on to say is that scores of people are being represented through this one lawsuit. Uh, Attorney said that 35,000 rate payers, both residential and commercial, were charged an extra approximately 4% of their total fees for 27 years. Dang. Before the practice was discontinued in 2018, after the court challenge had been filed, franchise fees bought in roughly $2.5 Hmm. The mm. evidence for mm. this illegal sales tax is that the city immediately stopped it after 26 years and in doing so forfeited 2.5 million of revenue each year. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> said Matthew Monfortin, who represents Billings ratepayers, that's a pretty good indication of what the city thinks. Manfortin argued the legislature alone has the authority to allow a sales tax quibbling with the definition of a franchise fee which he said were untethered to any real cost and amounted to a tax on top of actual charges. Mm. meanwhile doug james an attorney for the city said that municipalities have the right to recoup incidental fees and they didn't have to be precise he argued the city held 29 public hearing cases on rates and fees since franchise fees were adopted and that plaintiffs had a right to object them leaving several avenues of appeal open instead he said the plaintiffs chose not to object the plaintiffs have made much to do and presented no evidence as to why those fees were eliminated. He said the city could charge residents franchise fees, which were a right the city has for lines and service running to houses beneath roads that, not, that are not owned by the city, but rather by the state. Mm. Uh, this goes on to say that he said until a court determines both of the matters, a class action case is not ripe right for the courts. Monfortin said the fees were a cash grab by the city because the fees went from the public service division which handles water, sewer, and garbage, and were deposited in the general fund, which could fund police and even travel by the city council and Dang. mayor. <laughs> Salvini ordered a series of briefs and replies that will extend through most of May before either deciding issues in writing, in person, or via, via video conference. Hmm. So, <clears> yeah. Basically, dirty, dirt.
0: Yeah. Dirty, dirty, dirty. So,
1: how did they figure that out? How, how did they. Well Say, oh, there, there's four
0: percent. Oh yeah. Like So these people those seven, they probably got cut out. They're probably part of the original planning committee. They got cut out to so like, oh, we're gonna expose you guys. We're taking you to court.
2: No, I'm just uh, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, it, it said it. I remember reading it. Um
1: sounds like a like a bad law and order.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I believe
2: this guy, like, one of the original plaintiffs in the case um, started investigating. Okay, so it says um, he said he'd never complained as a property owner for years about what he considered the illegal charges, only to be told that if he didn't pay them, his water would be turned off. Plaintiff Thomas Zerbukin said he first learned about franchise fees in 2005 when he was hooking up a garage when he objected, he said he was given the same answer as Webb. In 26 years, they stole about $50 and I wanted to help make that right. So basically, this guy was building a garage, and they, they started ch- charging him franchise fees. And when he asked for it, the city re- responded and said, well, if you don't pay for it, then your water's going to be turned off.
0: Huh. Trying to strong-arm him, huh? Yeah. So he he called their bluff. And I was yeah. Like, All right, well, I'm going to go check it out,
2: then. <laughs> so he objected. Like, he, he's like... So, basically, what I gather from this thing is, like, he objected, like, like, he's saying, like, why are we being charged franchise fees? Where do they go to? Yeah. What, what are these? Like, what? I don't want to pay these. You guys can't even tell me what it is. And they're like, well, if you don't pay them, you know what we're going to do?
0: Cut off your water. You don't yeah. get the shower. Yeah, we're going to turn like, off Oh, your water. so it's tied to that. Yeah. There we go. They just, and, like, told on themselves.
2: And I think the the part that gets me is the part that, like, it didn't even go to the 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 uh, the water sewer and garbage division it went no. to the general fund
0: yeah yeah man there's lavish vacations no, taken by somebody sounds real tribalish to me
2: yeah very tribalish <laughs> damn why
1: you got to take it there <laughs> no
2: I just say like, like, like I like, guess from our perspective is like look at how many like if you threw this article in the Gazette on Facebook right
0: if you just change the heading to
2: called yeah. Tribe. If you change the heading to Crow Tribe did this, man, you'll get so many people that respond to it in a negative manner.
0: Yep. Anybody respond to this in a negative
2: manner? I don't know. I didn't see it on oh. Facebook. Um,
0: yeah, I probably wouldn't even get to Facebook.
2: <laughs> I, I'm I'm checking it out on Q2, but I'm like, I was like man, they're really not that much different because we're no. the largest city in Montana, which kind of brings me to the thing like, bro, like there's some people higher ups in the city that sat around the table and figured out how to. Make skim yeah. yeah skim let's skim off the top let's take four percent off of everybody's.
0: so what they need to do is find out who put this in place that sat around the table 27 years ago said oh we can do this and put it in general fund they're probably the ones that still got their hands in the honeypot
2: oh man they're gonna yes. be they
0: probably you know they probably got beach houses they got lake houses they got whatever
2: man i don't know what they got but dog that's like 50 million plus that they got over the years
0: yeah they probably yeah. said, and everybody else that, com- that
1: came after, everybody else that came after that is just as complicit. Just because you didn't plan it, you're going along with it. Yeah, yeah. Or even then too, like if if you said, okay, what's this other four percent? Like if you were on, if you were on the top tier, yeah. the people that are you know running the stuff, and you said, hey, where's this other? What's this other four percent? What are we doing with this? Oh, we're using it for the general fund. We're not putting it where it's supposed to be. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, It was like, oh, they probably you know. They had the narrative, oh, we're putting in general fund because we're doing this, this, and this for the police. We're doing this, this, and this for that.
2: Yeah. which is When like, it's
0: like, boom, man, they're just whoever. Those people that sat around the table 27 years ago, they're probably sitting lavishly. Right now, they're probably like, oh, sh-. shucks. shucksy darn. <laughs> they caught on.
2: Oh, gosh darn. They which is like Come on, be- Gertrude, we need to go. Gertrude? You figure, like, man, for 26, 27 (laughs) years, they've been sitting with extra money in the pot.
1: Well, Mm. Karen, the gig is
2: up. Yep. Yep. No
1: more
0: haircuts, Karen.
1: No more bleach uh, bleach jobs, Karen.
0: Well, Gwendolyn, they they caught on to us.
2: (laughs) They should should do a full-on audit. So this one says it feels like a objectivity has been lost they're unwilling to settle and that can't be good as a whole this protracted case can't be good taxpayers are on both sides of the legal fees if we win we lose and if we lose we lose twice there's no winning anymore it can only be mitigated so basically saying it if these people that are filing the lawsuit get awarded the 50 million the taxpayers have to pay it
1: so basically you got to pay for your own settlement
2: yeah so you're like, man, we what? took your money, we took 4% from you every year, but rather than return it with our money, we're going to use your money to pay you back.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like they're going to say, okay, you got me. Here, here, let's see, what do I got in my wallet?
2: Yeah, it, and it's dumb. It's stupid, like there's no.
0: Yeah, that's like.
2: We're being penalized for something that somebody in the higher up of our local government chose to do.
0: And they probably thought of that. Yeah. They're like, we'll do it this way.
2: We ever get caught,
0: the citizens are gonna have to pay it back yeah. to themselves. Which is like, <laughs> that's pretty grimy. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh like, man, man. They, we need to find who, who those people were that sat around the table and did this, then thirty twenty seven years ago, and we just need to hang them from Sky Point. Like
2: that's back in the nineties. Wow. Yeah, twenty seven years ago is. 94. Wow. So this started in like 94, 95.
0: Hmm. Huh.
2: Wait, 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 wait. No, it's, it ended in 2018. So it started in 89. 89, the 80s.
0: That's when like they were building used to be the Sheridan, the double tree. That's when they're like finishing yeah. that
2: up. Yeah. So this is like the late 80s. Mm-hmm. It's like some real mobbish type stuff. Man. Like, yeah. And <laughs> like, dog, lit. like, you don't think about it. You're like, oh, 4%, I'll pay that. But yet, you don't realize the city is over 100000 Everybody pays 4%. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I think we're probably closer to 200000 now. Yeah. But like, you know, 175000 That's still but 4%. Put, not put that's like
1: 4%. Money. Yeah, that's. And you think of everybody that's paying, so that's. So out of every
2: hundred dollars, you're paying four dollars. Yeah. So every whole every man, do the math real quick. Like, what does that say? (laughs) Oh no, math makes my head. So four times, we'll we'll say two hundred thousand, right? Yeah. That's eight hundred thousand, (sighs) bro. But they were generating two point five mil a year. Yeah. Which is, I mean,
0: that's probably like a, a a mean average. Yeah. There's probably, like, in the beginning, it was probably, like, almost a million. Until now, like, three million, probably three million. Yeah, probably fluctuated huh? I, I, yeah.
1: I get what you mean. So, like, they just took that whole lump sum and then divided Average it by 27 years. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cause so it could have been, like, less than a million for, like, 10 years. And then since, like, 2000 or whatever, since the population, like, grown a lot more. Probably over like three, four million a year.
1: And, yeah. and do you know what? I think they were just betting on the, the fact that the average citizen isn't going
2: to question any of that.
0: That's oh, what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. So, And they if were, they
2: question it, you know what? If you don't pay it, we're not going to, we're going to cut your water off. And then you're going to have to pay reconnection fees. You're going to have to.
0: And then instead of being like, instead of cowering, they probably did that to like thousands of other people. And they're like, oh, okay, here. Yeah. Here it is. Boom. I'll pay it. So I can build this garage, but this citizen was like, "Oh yeah? Well, let me look into this. Let me look at my rights.
2: Let me let me dig in a little deeper."
0: Yeah, called their bluff, and then they're like, "Oh crap."
2: Maybe it's like
1: the army, you know, and they or not just the army, but you know, they get the military gets all these federal tax dollars every year, and then they say, "Oh yeah, well we paid a hundred thousand dollars for a toilet
0: seat." Probably, you know, that's
1: probably, or, or even like 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 at the hospital, you know, like seventy eight dollars for two aspirin.
2: Mm-hmm. That's kind of crazy. Like that reminds me of like I I enrolled into college, right? And then I didn't hand in my key, and they charged me like freaking four hundred and something dollars just to change the key. Yeah, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs>
1: man, that's crazy.
2: But 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 it, but it
1: makes. You, <laughs> but I mean, it really though it it makes you wonder, like you know, okay, so you can say while well, it went into the general fund, well, then from there, then I guess the next step I think would be is, is to say, okay, well, what exactly did you get with yeah. two and a half million dollars a year? It says it was. Uh,
2: yeah,
1: I'd say, and, and I know, I know what you just now read, like like uh, funding the police and city council and the mayor and whatnot, but, like, what did they get? Like, That's what I'm saying. Item for item, you know, go down yeah. the list and say, okay, well, we got this many. Um, itemize it. Yeah, this many police cars and this many radios, and then, you know, so-and-so took a
2: trip. Yeah, which is like, um, but, yeah, like I was saying, I I think, yeah, I feel like they should itemize everything and be like, this is where the money went. This department has to pay it back. This department has to like rather than come out of the taxpayer money. Rather, to,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Because I mean that like when you said that, that just kind of blew me away. Is like, all right, we took your money all these years, we skimmed it off this extra four percent. But if you lose, or if we if we lose this case, then we're just going to raise your taxes to pay it back.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you're going to pay the money that we stole from you back to yourself.
0: Yeah. That's retarded. (laughs) That is so freaking scandalous. That is scandalous. Because like I said, when they initially started it, they're like, that was the plan. Yeah. And it's coming to fruition. So it's scandalous.
2: What's crazy is had that person not, I'm sorry, but this is like, had this person not really dug a little deeper for the rest of the Billings residents, this would still be going on. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, That's what's scary, bro. Or
1: or basically, um, like like Josiah said, you know, maybe somebody else said, hey, what is this? And they said, ah, oh, you know what? You're not going to shower tonight. Yeah. But this guy said, no, 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 that, this doesn't seem right. See, so he took, I guess, maybe almost like a risk yeah. saying, I'm going to look into this. And then, you know, they could have did all kinds of stuff, I mean, if they wanted to, yeah. to kind of protect themselves.
0: Yeah, when he said mob, I was just kind of like, this is probably like a lesser offense than what was what was really exposed. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they're probably stopping something bigger. I don't yeah. know. That's just where my mind goes all the time. It's something
2: like And it's just like there's really nothing wrong with people that like the mob. Yeah. Huh. It's just like white collar crime. Yeah. It's like we're not gonna get violent with you, we're not gonna hurt you violently, but what we will do is take from your pocket. Yep. Without you even knowing. Yeah. And threaten you yeah. if you say anything, which is essentially extortion. So you basically caught me with my hand in the pot. But rather than be held accountable for my actions, mm-hmm. you're going to pay for it.
0: You're going to pay yourself back. Yeah. It, 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 That's didn't you just?
1: Didn't you just, t- or didn't you already touch on this earlier too? like at the beginning, they might have thought about that.
0: Yeah. They most definitely like, like, did. Like,
1: like plan for that. For
0: that. That to happen. Yeah. yeah. So whoever it is, by nature, it's like, ha, 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 ha. It worked. Oh, my God, it worked. That's, that's
2: just ridiculous. Um, yeah. Like
0: I said, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And Asinine. The other cliche is, that comes to mind is the love of money is the root of all evil. Yeah. Not money. The love of money. Yeah.
2: That's what the real, Which that's is, what scripture says. We're <clears> just <throat> like, man, we could use this money for anything. Nobody will ever know. And we will never know. Yeah.
0: We won't ever know what happened to that fifty mil. Until somebody speaks up. Which will never happen. Yes, sir. <laughs> At least right. not for twenty seven years. <laughs> All right then, man, that's crazy. And we'll we'll as it I think man we'll talk about that for the weeks to come. Yeah. Alright man, let's get into our topic We got our guest here, he's in the hot seat So DJ, why don't you hit me With that B Yo, let's get Into our topic Yo, let's get into Our topic aha uh-huh, hey yeah. Episode twenty six, in the house tonight with us is the one-time co-champion, Godspeed David R Blaine, yo yo, a. A. say what's up, a.k.a the new newest-
2: Godspeed, a.k.a the newest Johnny Wilson Acre resident. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
0: He went from bulldog to Indian. <laughs> no, <just kidding>. Lord <laughs> have mercy. Rest dog. Yeah. Rest dog. <laughs> uh, how's, it
3: how's it going, guys?
2: You gotta ta- talk in the mic, oh, yeah. talking how's to Mike, bro. How's it going today? Good. How
1: was I was how was how was your trip? Yeah. My trip up? You yes. still you still smell like large grass dust. Oh
3: yeah. <laughs> a little bit of Saint, Saint Dennis. St. Dennis. St. Dennis. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I've been working at the uh, St. Dennis Hall and oh. I probably still smell like work.
0: Oh yeah, uh, so. still smell like communion. Oh, yeah. so
2: you got off work, <laughs> went home real wine. quick, and came back, huh?
0: Yeah. Hey, this guy's a traveling man.
2: Traveling man,
0: yeah. on the road again. Welcome. It's
3: good, Dabby. It's good to see you. Yes, thanks, sir. Thanks, honored to be here
0: <clears throat> for Joe, man, Um, it is an honor to have you here, and I know um <clears throat> you've been listening to the podcast. Uh, not, not really.
3: Not really. My woman does. Oh, this is it? Yeah. What, is, what is
0: her feedback? She I was just, just interested. in You guys
3: are crazy. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like she she enjoys it. Okay. okay. Yeah. Cool.
0: Cool. Jokers to the left of me and clowns to the right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> so, what kind of you're just kind of what kind of work do you do? Let's talk about that real quick.
3: Well, uh, I've been with uh, T.W. Clark. It's a uh, mm. construction. Yeah. Uh, carpenter for them. Been with them for roughly about eight months. But before that, I was with another company named Fisher. We kind of, all the employees transitioned to TW. So mm. uh, the total, about two years. So, and I got the job as long as I wanted. So, oh, that's you know, cool. it's consistent and, um, and a lot of work. It's fun. Uh, I love it. You know, especially sober. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think I would still have this job.
0: Oh so, no, no sir, man! I knew I couldn't jobs. maintain man, maintain a job when I was in my addiction. Right? No, no sir. That
3: yeah, was always spot jobs for me. Mm-hmm. Quick money.
0: Yeah. Like, I got. I just got to see
1: man. I love that hat. Love the hat. <laughs> Thank you, Boston Red Sox baby, yes. Red yeah. Sox nation.
3: Oh yeah.
0: Boo. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> you Yankees fan? No nah, man. I, I don't know. I don't watch baseball. I watch my kid play baseball. That's about it.
2: <laughs> I don't really have a baseball team either.
0: Yeah, I watch the World Series. I'll pick somebody then. I was like, I'm rooting for these guys because I like the color of their jerseys. Well, you know, you know
1: why uh, LA LA Dodgers won last year It's because they picked off all the Red Sox players from their championship team.
0: Oh, did they? Oh, Yeah, Yeah.
1: Mookie Betts and uh, all all. their pitchers. Yeah,
0: Magic is a good businessman.
2: Oh, he's part owner, huh? Yeah. Oh,
0: the yeah. daughters, yeah. yeah. Man, he got all kinds of businesses.
2: Oh, he got like movie theaters. Uh, everything. What else does he got?
0: He's got like hot dog stands, <laughs> <laughs> hot dog trucks, food <laughs> trucks. He's got fried bread trucks. He's at all the fairs, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's all the bro. Yeah.
2: He's at all the county fairs, man. Back to (laughs) new. David, one thing I got to say is like after this, man, hopefully you rock our podcast at work (coughs) on a big old DeWalt radio. I know you got probably got a DeWalt radio there. there,
3: Yeah. Uh, We Bluetooth.
2: Yeah. Come on. I will. No, I'm just kidding.
3: I can. I was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Try to put him on the
1: spot, I real know. quick.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, yeah, sure.
1: Just say,
0: "Can we just, count on count on your business to be a sponsor?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what Three was the plugs. name? Of
1: your, what was the name of your uh, employer again? Yeah. <laughs> go ahead do a plug. <laughs> Where's
2: their office at? <laughs> <laughs> What's his boss's name? <laughs> Who do we talk to? <laughs> <clears throat> looking, looking for sponsorship. There we
0: go. Um, but anyway, so we'll get into some questions. Is that cool with you?
1: Yep, yep. Let's just jump right into it. So uh, can you tell us about the first time
3: you used and how you used substances early on? Well, it's kind of hard to like pinpoint it, but I, my first time I ever drank was, um, I believe I was like 15, almost 16. Mm. Um, I didn't really drink. you know. I was, I was raised up. Well, first of all, my mom was an alcoholic party all the time I was always around the atmosphere of parties yeah uh, but I was always focused on school I always pushed my brothers to school so on and so forth so I ended up in a couple uh, group homes you know on the way but um, so yeah just growing up having a bunch of crazy friends I mean I mean I went to um lived in United Tribes, you guys know where that's at, right? North Dakota, Bismarck. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's oh, that's a pretty. There. Yeah, that's Biz. way over there. But uh, that was um, that was a pretty nice um, <laughs> places. Uh, like it just opened up, United Tribes. It just opened up, and uh, that uh, <laughs> here um, there was natives from Standing Rock. There's natives from. Uh, She's all over the place. Tim all United two tribes, huh? yes, United Tribes, inner tribal. So, um, I don't know. We just one day we just decided to try it out. I Me and my buddy Jim Hausman. I don't know where he's at, but you know, we turned it out. He ended up being an alcoholic, just like us, or addict. But uh, we drank a twelve pack, and we both got sick, and never touched it again until I was nineteen. Mm. But in between that time and whenever, I was always. Around drinking, you know. But I was that guy that was in the back, still having fun, whatever, just wasn't drinking too much. You know, because I didn't like it. Mm. So You, you think
1: you associated that with getting sick the first time or just because of some of your early family history?
3: I just I just didn't like the feeling. Oh yeah. I, you yeah. know, because it was like I woke up the next day feeling sorry, sick and stupid. Mm. I learned that word later on, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know that's already sick and stupid because, wait, you know, getting up the next day, puking, got the runs, everything. I just couldn't. I couldn't go to school because I, I kept on running to the bathroom, and finally, I just ditched school and went home. My mom mm. caught me. I got in trouble, and that was it. So I stopped right there, and then I went. Then I ended up dropping out of high school, honestly, to to work, and. I went to job corps that's where that's where it all began mm. honestly that's where my career of drinking started jumping in
1: so so then that brings me to the next question is looking back on your youth can you pinpoint a time when you're when you progressed into addiction
3: Well, I tried it at weekends at job corps we were able to leave you know we we had to earn our annual leave you know it was, it was like a job yeah. job corps You know, you got to earn your, your, your leave and your sick leave, stuff like that. So it's just such, so on weekends we'd all get together and we would just, you know, just take a trip to another res, one of our bros' res. Hmm. So I always ended up in Turtle Mountain. That's where I was always at. I had a good buddy over there and uh, we drank, but it wasn't horrible because that brought um, the town, the Alcord is pretty rough. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a pretty rough place. And it actually did scare me. I, that's why I didn't drink that much when I was that way. Because... I kind of, didn't trust it, huh? Yeah. That, I mean, while they they tell you straight up, they're like, hey, watch out, you know, and you're only like a block away from where you live or where you're staying, and we're partying over here, and they're like, someone might jump you in between there and there, and rob you. Oh. So that's, you know, and I always went with him to that res. I don't know why. <laughs> But I was always <laughs> – couldn't even have no fun, you know. But still, I mean, I was just, just to get off, you know, get away. Mm. You know? And then from there, um, my stepfather passed away, uh, Jimmy Skinner. He's the one that raised me. Um, when he passed away, that's when I kind of started progressing in my, my drinking and stuff. So it was, it was a little different when when he wasn't there to get mad at me you know and Mm. you know he was my support so it was kind of kind of difficult time and that was when i just turned 18 and
2: so do you think you're using progress because you were grieving
3: i think i think it it was more i was interested on everything okay wanted to try out everything that type that type of
2: Oh, after like the basically like the fence went down. Yeah, when I mm-hmm. when I went there to was there was nothing board. holding you back anymore.
3: Because my brothers, they were old enough to go, and I was able to ship them off to uh, Riverside mm-hmm. High School down in Anadarko, 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 Anadarko. Okay, so I babysat them boys from when they were little, from when they were little, all the way up until I pushed them to school to go down there, and that gave me my chance to free know put down the fence as they say yeah green light you gave yourself that was it so the first thing i did was i joined job corps and i was just like this is opportunity my sister been there she said it was awesome she got her certificates and so on so forth and so i was actually trying to go to kicking horse but there was a waiting list so they said "Well, you can go to minot for now so i went to minot and then from there that's when i started running into people that you know already experienced most of these these Mm -hmm. uh drugs and alcohol and that's when i started playing with it you know so it was a different experience up there uh and after i found out my my stepfather passed i went home then i went to his land his area and met his family and there was a lot of alcoholism in their Mm -hmm. family and they started drinking that weekend and pretty soon just like I think I think that was like a uh, a kick, kick in my addiction right there of alcohol. Mm.
1: Almost like a, like that tipping point,
3: huh? Yeah, I think so. Because honestly, after thinking about it, I think that was. And it, it took this long to actually think about when my tipping point was. Yeah. Because I party so much in my life, just like y'all, mm. and I can't. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, yeah, I can tell you a crap load of stories <laughs> that yeah, you yeah. you wouldn't believe that actually happened. We all got those. But, no. you know, I'm here to. It
0: was in the spring of 1996.
3: Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> a good one. Were you there? Yeah. I think <laughs> you, <were> you remember. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, and I know, like, I remember, like, um, I always, like, in my head, I just kind of told myself, like, well, I don't wake up and drink. That's what alcoholics do. So I'm not an alcoholic. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then at some point in time, I started doing that. I started waking up and day drinking. Eventually. Eventually. And yeah. then, like, I was trying to think about that. This was a couple of weeks ago. I was like, I was trying to pinpoint that. When did, when did I start doing that? When did that happen? And I, I can't. Yeah. You know?
3: It's just like when I, that point of where I tried meth for the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, but back then it was called CR, mm-hmm. Crank. Chris Rock. Yep. There you go. I smoke rocks. But, uh, So that, um, just like that, you know, when I, I actually went to prison in 98, just turned 18, went to prison for a fight at a party. When I got out, um, that's when, you know, I was introduced to. Some crow guys that were roofing in Bismarck, and that was it. Another party. That was another eight years of straight up drinking and staying up at hours a day roofing, so on so forth. And, you know, I mean, <clears throat> I can understand that because
1: now now that I think about it too, it's like yeah, there isn't really any one particular thing you can look at to say well that was it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it just snuck up on this me so
3: manifested through yeah through yeah. my mom's her drinking all the way up to when i started you know because yeah. i was around it 24 7 my mom supported us she she took care of us she had a roof over her head every day but there was always alcohol in the house there was always mm. a party you know and we had our own side of the house where they stayed out of <laughs> for i and my brothers mm. so I actually started working when I was 15. I got a, my mom to sign a permission slip. For <laughs> she was drunk. She don't remember. Yeah. So yeah. I started working early, too. So that's where I kind of stayed away from the alcohol, too, was responsibilities of working for a minute there. Basically. Yeah. And you are, you are you the oldest <clears throat> the oldest one out of your siblings? Uh, out of the boys. Uh, I got two older sisters.
1: But, but those younger boys, then, you know, that was kind of your thing growing up was – Making sure they were protection, yeah. protecting them. Yeah,
3: because even though I wasn't this far back in Crow, like I, I never grew up in Crow. So every time I came home, I stayed with my grandma and grandpa, and that's what they always taught me was: you're way over there. There's nothing you can do. You gotta stand up. You gotta take care of it. You gotta watch your brothers. Mm. You know, because you can't just run across the street to Collas' house no more. And you know, just yeah, been home like that. You gotta, you gotta deal with it. So. Mm. She had a little bit of rough love in there, grandma and grandpa, that, you know, it's awesome because I still carried on, but this time's over. You yeah. know, it's it's, it's better.
2: Mm-hmm. I know. Which brings us <laughs> to our next question. I'm sorry. Let me get it ready. Okay, we're on number three. It says, what lies would you tell yourself so you did not have to stop your using? It's all your fault. Mm.
3: My all fault? Blaming? I'm just kidding. No. All three of your fault. <laughs> everybody that I drink.
1: Everybody yeah. but you.
3: huh? It's uh-huh. all you guys except me. Uh, so I'm gonna drink blaming. on it. So. Huh? <laughs> don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he gets it. Yeah. No, 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 I got it.
2: I got it. No, no, so, not where we're at. Okay, no, so
3: no, no. to answer your question. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Please so expound I upon would it. always, I always put too much on my plate. Didn't finish. I'm sorry. I, I apologize, dude. I was just turned around. <laughs> <things>. <laughs> just turned around, and I would just it just came to that point where I found out that was my solution back then mm-hmm. to forget about everything that I didn't have to worry about nothing no more between the reality and fantasy. I was stuck in that fantasy, thinking that when I'm drunk, I can pay for bills. I can do this. I can do that. I can do that. Mm-hmm. But, when I sober up and realize i didn't do this and do that and do this and do that, then i 'm mm-hmm. just like, "Oh, man, grab another bottle, you know, so i've always been blaming myself for everything, so I guess it was wasn't never anybody else. it was always you know,
2: so I guess that kind of <clears throat> and thank you for being gracious enough to answer mm-hmm. me uh, <laughs> you're very welcome. <laughs> Well, can you tell us, like, what led <laughs> up to your decision to finally seek help? Oh, what led and, up to and it? Start, and start walking the Red Road. Like, what, what inside of you said, man, this is enough? Truth. Truth. It's the truth. Now that Keep it 100. Truthful, <laughs> now we're being
3: truthful. <laughs> uh, so, well, I almost lost my daughter. Mm. That's, that's it. Straight up. One day, I was on probation. I filed a piss test. They called DFS on me. And being Native American, what are what are two women doing at my door asking to to talk to my six year old daughter? You know. Mm-hmm. So I knew my life was all messed up. I was digging holes. I I was still digging holes deeper. But then that day, um, when they walked my daughter out the house. And I went out there to see where they went. They weren't there. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's when I fell on my knees. I literally fell on my knees in front of our apartment. I prayed. I asked about it. I said, you bring my daughter back to me right now. I said, I'll stop. I promise. I I'll let go of the cigarettes, the gambling. I said, I won't drink. I won't do no drugs no more. I said, I'm going to follow the rules.
0: No women. Just kidding. Well, not to, today, <laughs> just for today. You know. So overall, for today.
3: <laughs> overall, that's when I did that prayer that day. Not even it was like not even two seconds later, those those ladies came back with my daughter, mm. gave her to me, and they said, "Well, who's who's taking care of her while you you know." And I said, well, my mom has guardianship. Mm -hmm. Well, there's no reason for us to be here. So they tore those papers up. Mm -hmm. And then uh, in my alcoholic mind, I was like, I can keep going. Mm -hmm. But then again, that was like, that was my spirituality part. My spiritual part was right there that God answered my prayers right then and there, the time I needed him most. So when he put my daughter back in my arms... That was it. I said, I'm going to give it all I got. I'm going to go to treatment, take a, take everything that they have to offer me, put it in a fucking... Put it in, Oops. Whoops.
0: <laughs> put, put it in a-
1: Sorry, you can burn one. That was the one. Yeah. It was a half a one, though.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to get all that stuff together. I'm going to gather up, put it in a bag, and use it the rest of my life. Mm. Even even if it... If I, I was just made that decision. And I got rid of my... My my playgrounds, my playmates, everything—like literally, cold turkey, cold turkey. From that moment, from that moment on,
1: cold turkey. Bro, that's so dope. But but, but you said you did you, did you did you did go to treatment though, right?
3: <laughs> well, I checked in. Checked in. Checked in right away <clears> that day. That day, I called Rimrock. Said, "Hey, we're six to five to six weeks waiting list." And I said, "I need to go now." I said, "I said whatever you got." Someone someone dips out on you. I said, call me. Feel that spot. I said, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. So sure enough, she said, hey. She was like, she called me back that Monday morning. She's like, how does next Wednesday sound? So this, this, this wow. was just falling into place. And, they just <laughs> like, and, you know, there's all these signs throughout my life that I've never noticed that were there mm. until today when I sobered up. You mm-hmm. know, everybody else in the rooms telling their stories, you know, and then it just kind of manifests into, like, Man, there's these all these times that Abadikdeo put these these times in my life to to it's you're done. But I didn't listen. Yeah, you know, that, so that you
2: know it's crazy. You know, just just funny how God works in mysterious ways. Man, you know what that shows me though? Like that shows me that you're a man of integrity.
3: Man, I I don't even go into casinos. I've
2: been into maybe two bars, but. That was to D.D. But it's like just complete like deliverance right there. Like God mm. God answered your prayer and you being a man of integrity, you're like, man, I'm going to do what I got to do. Mm. Rather than sit there and be like, God, I did my part. I'm going to quit. No, you open the door for me to go treatment. It's like, no, nah, dog, you picked up the phone and you call him. That's right. Like you, you, you started stepping right away. Yeah, I just went
3: forward. Man, that's Blinders. commendable, bro.
2: That's commendable, man. Congratulations. Uh, I, mm-hmm. bro.
3: And so that's that. Uh, I that's where I met Josiah a couple of times. We went to a meeting over in on uh, Wix over there. Yeah. R.I.P. Uh, yeah.
0: Sticks and stones.
3: Yeah, that's that's the one. Yeah. And that's when he was like, oh, right. just "Come over," you know. <clears> He's like, "Just call me up. You ever need a sponsor and stuff like that." And I, that lingered in the back of my mind, but I was still focused on my my treatment. I wanted to get all these things. I wanted to take. Whatever these counselors had that they, they think is right for me, mm-hmm. that would help me, I was like, I, I surrendered, you know. Mm-hmm. So.
2: <laughs> Sticks and Stones, where was that one at? The one by Burger King?
0: No, this was like way up in the Heights off of Wicks. Like, it was that, there's that St. Bernard's, and then there's a church right next to it. Like right. Oh, yeah, there. right across <clears throat> Like, just right next to it. Yeah. Just east of it, and it was inside of there. But I think when pandemic hit, their numbers were so low in attendance, they just kind of squashed it. It was a really good meeting, though.
3: Yeah.
0: That was a really good meeting. I really liked it. There was a basket of sticks and a basket of stones. And you sat in a circle and it came around to you. You went and grabbed a stick or a stone. And there's a topic on written on there and you talk about that. Yeah. It uh, that was really good.
3: Yeah, that's your topic. Yeah. Yeah, that's-
0: we need to, I'm, I'm still that idea. I need to go talk to those guys first. <laughs> like, I'm going to do this at the talking circle, yo. Um, I got one more question yes. for you But before I do that um, I wanted you to tell us one of your stories From your deadliest catch years
3: Ah uh, shoot Man that was a party on the ocean Man. That's all I gotta say That's all you say when, One day
0: Like how was it like Was it like that Was it like on un- deadliest catch You had to stay for 72 it's hours
3: a It's a trip bro uh-huh. Man I'll tell you what The way I got that job was My sister was going to college in Missoula mm-hmm. You know so I went and I went there for cross-country meet, and I was, I was like, you should let me crash on your couch for a week, you know? And she was like, well, don't come back drunk, you know, <laughs> so I would stay away. But, you know, so when I did come back, I crashed out, and she hit me in the head with the newspaper in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I was like, whoa. And she was like, remember that stuff you're always talking about? And I said, what's that? That, that deep sea fishing. And I said, yeah, there's a seminar at the Doubletree. Go down there and check it out. So I got up, I went down on my bike, out of 72 guys, I was the only one hired.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, one wow.
3: One question got me the job. They said, if I told you to call me tomorrow and you were flying out tomorrow, tomorrow evening, would you go? And I said, F yeah. <laughs> you know, and he's like, all right, give me a call in the morning. No. So I called him and three days later, I was in Dutch Harbor.
1: Good, <laughs> Were you on the
3: crab boats? Well, I, later on, after about two years of uh, processing, they finally, I finally worked my way up to be on the crab boats. So the hooks, you see, they throw out in a line, pull the buoys in. That was my job. Mm-hmm. Put the buoy, the rope on the tire, and then bzzz, yeah, and all that thing. So that was my job. <clears throat> so, but then when I was on the processing boat, I got there. There's a bunch of Russians. Filipinos, Mexicans, um, Samoans. Hmm. So I got in good with all of them because they they had their separations of people, you know. And they were and clicks. Yeah. So, but um, my first storm, yeah. and that was a trip. I'm talking, you could stand there, do a push up by just with one hand, just pushing yourself off the ground when that when that wave hits, oh. boom, and you just. And uh, oh did you no. no. uh, <laughs> get seasick? Nope.
0: <laughs> no seasick,
3: okay, check it out. when When I thought I was seasick, I was hungover because <laughs> I showed up, I, I hit the bar on, I mean I drank everything on the plane that way, yeah. and I hit everything I could because they on the thing it's zero tolerance for alcohol and drugs, yeah, so I was like, oh man, better get it in right now, you know, blah blah. blah. So when I get on there, I'm sitting there throwing up over the edge, I mean, over the rail. The guy comes up to me. A Russian he's like, "You, you sick? You know, you are sick?" And I was like, "See you sick?" And I was like, "No, nope, hungover." He didn't know what hungover meant. <laughs> hungover. I said, "I sick from drinking." Yeah. Oh, come on! I got vodka. <laughs> I got vodka, and he, we went. We went nice. <laughs> it's that <laughs> real stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the guy goes in his his uh, suite, and he opens up. and he that's a case of half a G's, Ooh. vodkas. And he's like, here, here. And he gave me two of them. He's like, don't worry about rules. So from there on out, I was like, holy crap. It was
0: on then again, huh?
3: And, you know, obviously the.
0: No matter where you go, there you are.
3: It's always something. You yeah. know, and it's crazy. It was it was a rush, though. I liked it. That was one of my biggest dreams was to do that, firefighting. And I did. I wanted to do un, um, water underwater w- welding, mm-hmm. so, you know, because those are top. Top uh, deadliest jobs in the world, you know, and I was just trying to hit them all. That was my goal, so I got to do that one, and man, paid good, paid good. That's in show for <laughs> to to at, uh, when when I went to school.
1: When I went to school at Chumala, they used to. It's in Salem, Oregon. They used to take us to Seaside every once in a while. And just go to the ocean. Man, I go in there and get, get to about my knees, and I'm like, uh uh-uh, This ain't happening, <laughs> bro. It's like, come back. Uh, These ain't like know, the creeks no, in Arrow yeah, Creek. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't like Arrow Creek, man. Uh, I got, this ain't for me. I'm an inland native. Uh, so, <laughs> so, I mean, it's fun to watch on TV, but you put me
3: on that You ever boat, watch like, them natives go out and catch, come back, and smoke their salmons and stuff like that? Uh, I used to travel with my mom. She used to go to the AHA on those little canoes. Yeah, the AHA conference. So we went over that way, Port Angeles, way up there. There was a reservation, and that's what they did. They did, each tribe host that, and then that tribe would feed you like their traditional food. Yeah, and it was mm. salmon. So they would during dinner they would go out there and come back in and.
1: Come back with a whale or something. Just <laughs> <laughs> dragging a dragon whale. meets back on the menu, boys.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah, water's no joke, though.
0: Oh, yeah. I bet, man. Yeah, man.
3: 50-foot swells and stuff. Jeez.
0: Oh, when that uh, deadliest catch first came on Discovery Channel, man, I always used to watch it. Yeah. And to know somebody that actually did it, man, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that
3: uh, is just cool. actually, just the other day, speaking of uh, FCA, yeah. that fishing company of Alaska's who I work for, mm-hmm. I was emptying out a drawer, and here I found my old check stubs. Oh. And I was just like, oh, damn. I said, well, three years ago, they gave me a call, too. And they uh-huh. said, hey, you want to come up and uh,
0: be a you know, captain? Excuse
3: me. <laughs> <laughs> captain Dave. <laughs> but uh, they, they, <laughs> they, right, they, they wanted want me to we, train well, some people up there. And I was would just you like, no. call nah. your boat, Dan. Why'd you say no? Uh, I like
1: Old playground.
3: Uh, old yeah. playground old play <laughs> well you never know you know we can't, can't say nothing because lately I mean I don't doubt what what I have you know I'm blessed I'm grateful for what God has given me all the strength to go through the days that I think I could you know handle yeah.
0: going out there because there, there, there is sober there. people on uh, the boat so
3: you know <laughs>
0: have a have a meeting and just enforce the rules that are already there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah
3: that's what I mean that's yeah. You know, a 16-year-old told it best to me that that really hit my mind at a meeting. He said, if you're tired of getting bossed around, he said, follow the rules and you'll see how, see how quick you're doing it yourself. Yeah. And right there, that's when I was just like, just got to follow the rules. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And then God gives me rules every day, too. Yeah. He's saying, don't go that way because you know damn well you're not going to handle it. You better go around.
2: So Kind of like being a dad True yeah. It's really like fathering That's really how I expound Like on relationship right Like Don't do that. Like you, you know Yeah And it's Yeah because of the love You listen
0: It's crazy And wasn't there some kind of story That um Like you were gonna go back out again But then you decided not to And then that Something happened to that oh, boat Oh
3: you're talking about the Alaskan Ranger Yeah um, 32 passed away on that. Only like three survived. Oh, wow. Okay. So I came home for, for, um, uh, uh, Joe, Joe Blaine, old mm-hmm. man. So I came back to visit him before he got, he was sick. Mm-hmm. And my brother was like my younger brother. He's, you know, I raised him. He's my baby. My brother, Ben and B later on B ended up killing himself. He mm-hmm. shot himself. You know, you might've, I don't know why, whatever, but he was drunk. Hmm. So, but um, so I came home, and he kept crying to me the day I was going to fly out. Yeah. So because I only came back for that weekend to see Joe Blaine and just head back up. So he's like, just stay home. I got a bad feeling. I got a bad feeling. Something's going on. I can't, you know, so I just called my captain. I said, hey, Captain Don, I'm not going to make it this round. He's like, all right, I'll see you in 15. So 15, whatever – So, I was supposed to go on his boat, but then on my paperwork, it said Alaskan Ranger. So, that's where I report to when I got there, but I didn't go. And my mom said, what's that boat's name? She came out with the newspaper. She was like, I said, which one? He goes, which boat are you on? I said, the Alaskan Warrior. That's the one I'm really, like, based on. Yeah. And then he goes, like, I was supposed to go with them to help them for a season. And... Next, thing you know, she's like, "Check this out." So she shows me an article. It said, an "Alaskan Ranger size. Yeah. Wow, and it was it was crazy, you know. And then I showed my little brother B that, and he was just like, "See?" And he goes, "I don't." Something told you, yeah. You know? mm. But then again, check this out. When that happened, I came back. I stayed here. Not even a couple of weeks later, my brother shot himself. Mm. And I was like sitting there, like. That was one of the points where I was trying to blame God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I said, why'd you, why'd you keep me alive and take my little brother? Yeah. You know, So, I didn't know how to use those forms of strategies for strength like I do today. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. So, but, yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that, man. That's some deep stuff.
2: Yeah, that's, like, crazy, like the hand of God was on you. <clears throat> and see, that's, that's, those
3: Things that happen in those times like that, I, those were times that I should have, could have, would have sobered up, should have, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, that saying, yeah, where, yeah, if yeah. I back then, you know, yeah. nah, you know, I see it now, but, you know. Just Hindsight's
0: gotta, twenty twenty. Yeah,
3: yeah Just got to pray over it and let that go.
0: Vision was cloudy.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: You know? Yeah. yeah. Man. yeah no, I, I just, there's like pray a hundred times and I was like, man, I should have just quit then, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I feel that. <clears throat> All right. My question is um, what does your life look like now that you walk the red road? <laughs> and how do you give back?
3: <laughs> well, how
2: does, how does that feel? No, I'm just kidding.
3: Uh, which one?
1: These guys are just being jackass <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be that. When I
0: wrote He has a problem when people say What does that look like We put ketchup on hamburgers Like he doesn't like that What does that look nah, like?
1: That phrase What does that look what like? What does that look like? Yeah. So yeah like, oh, What does
0: your life look like now That you walked the red road <laughs> And how do you give back? So like For me it's when someone says I know I know Oh that's your pet peeve
3: I know I know oh. Okay so okay um, okay Kaden. <laughs> Man, I hate that. all right then okay Kaden. <laughs> Kaden. all kinds of slaying down in lg cow! <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> it's getting addicting but uh what is so Kaden? <laughs> Kaden. <laughs> okay so um well i mean nowadays my my days are <clears throat> i love them you know i love what what's in store tomorrow i mean i, I and mean, i don't look too far in the future um You know, work's been awesome. As soon as I I started working the steps with my sponsor and started, you know, involving myself in the recovery field, like just the environment, people just, you know, just I am responsible, you know. So I am responsible to – I just made a pledge, basically. Mm -hmm. And – you know, ever since I started working the steps and doing this, these, these 12 steps, things are falling into place that were never there. That probably were there, but I was just blinded, like you said. Mm-hmm. Blurry vision. And the nine-step promises are coming true. I mean, Abadak Deah blessed me with a job. He gave me back my daughter. Um, when, I, when I was carless, I still walked to work. I still hitchhiked. I did whatever I could. But then one day, they just stuck an old truck in my hands and said, here. Mm. And then now I got a, a nice vehicle, which arm and a leg, but still, I'm grateful. Um, To watch, you know, my daughter be LG's Student of the Week. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, and just knowing that that's a part of me that helped her. And guide her to her little life and still to be respectful and you know that's all i ever wanted for her Mm -hmm. and you know and just knowing that you know my mom passed away just knowing that my mom saw me sober before she left and that's the only thing she wanted for me yeah in my career of drinking yeah because that's all it was was just me being not david yeah I know, not
0: that. <laughs> true that man i could you know that was one thing um something that kind of warms my heart was that you know my dad just passed recently in march and i was like <clears throat> he got to see me sober for five years you know and that was that was that was that's huge for me today you know so i feel you on that um so one last thing that i want to ask of you what is what is your like what what's a message that would you like to convey to someone maybe that's just now starting in recovery or someone that's kind of teetering on getting help and they tune into this? Like what is some message that you would like to just kind of say to them to bring them back to reality or just kind of some kind of advice?
3: Myself, I'm I got a blunt message. I mean, if you want to sober up, you got to Get out of the driver's seat. You got to get rid of all your playgrounds, your playmates. Um, And I'm talking even family. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. hard. It's hard uh, to... I mean, I still acknowledge them, but I, I just know that I can't be around them at that time because I'm not strong enough yet. Even today. So... What I had to do was, when I went back to Harden where I just crawled out of, I had to stop and just tell everybody straight up that if you love me, if you really love me and are that, you just keep that away from me or else just don't bother me no more. And you'll be surprised on how many of them are supporting me. Because I may have gained respect from them, but there are some in there that are like, you're going to fall. You're going to fall. Watch, I'll get you high. You know, and them them guys are the ones that I still pray for. I still try and help. But I can only open the doors. So the way that my recovery is based on is I got a sponsor. I worked the steps. I cleaned house, which is all your, you know, your amends, getting rid of cleaning your side of the street, and then meetings, you know, that's it's just, and help others, that's it. When I go to meetings, I check it out, every time I made a promise to myself that I would I would share every meeting that I go to. Doesn't matter what meeting it is or where I'm at. I, I am going to say something about my day that got me down, and what I did to snap out of it. Mm-hmm. So that maybe that child or that child of God or that person or that person will hear it and just say, "I went through the same thing today." And look <clears> at—we're <throat> both here in the same room. We're sober. Mm-hmm. Next time, maybe I'll try his way, you know. And it's just the experience part. You know, you just got to find someone that is in recovery that has some length that is more than willing to go to a meeting with you mm-hmm. on on a drop of a dime. You know, and it's not that hard to pick up the phone. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure it is because it took <laughs> me a while, twenty years, to pick up a phone or even to get uh,
0: that phone gets real heavy.
3: Yeah, so, <laughs> you know. You can't, you can't love others until you learn how to
0: love yourself. First. Mm. Word. Word. Come on. For sure. <clears throat> um, I know um, the White Eagle Talking Circles, we have our speaker meetings. Um, Randy just told his. JC told his back in September. And you're going to tell your story in June, correct?
3: June.
0: June. So last Sunday of the month, if you guys want to hear David's story. Full story. Not the Cliff Notes version. <laughs> Come on down and you can hear the full story to Bellings First Church in Bellings, Montana. At 7 p.m. At 7 p.m. sharp. No Indian time. <laughs> be late to my own wedding. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: when's the wedding? Nah. Yeah, yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. <laughs> you, you brought
0: it up. <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> so are you, you going to yeah, be I'm, invited? Um,
3: yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sing at your wedding. You got to get the tickets online.
0: Okay. Loving <laughs> you is easy. I'll give me the passcode. Because you're beautiful.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 all right, all right, all right. Uh, you gentlemen got any questions for David before we close out here? Oh, you, but On you the know, interview?
1: You know, the the one thing that I kept picking up as you were talking was the fact that through it all, and you know Randy touched on it earlier. One word would be integrity. The other word you said was responsibility. But the fact that you keep taking those steps for yourself, like you knew you had to do this, you knew you had to do that. Today, you know what you have to do, yes. and then you and you take those steps. You you make it work. And I think that's a, a, an important thing to remember is that. Um, what do What do you guys like to say? You can pray for a job all day long. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But. If you don't fill out any applications.
3: If you don't do the legwork. Yeah. Remember, we, we were talking about that. Yeah. You know, I always use that because it's like you can pray pray to God for a job and not put in applications and expect, you know, because there's the legwork. Yeah. And you have to do it. You know, like mm-hmm. every day there's none of this, oh, you know, I'll go to a meeting. No. Yeah. Sometimes you'll feel it. And that's what you got to learn how to do is learn yourself yeah. because now we're, we're, we're a total new person. We're reborn. Yep. And that's the truth because I am seeing stuff that I haven't seen through my whole life. Yeah. And it's in, it's in a sober eye now. And that's where I can distinguish reality now. There's no more fantasy. Yeah, I can dream about the rich cars and all that stuff. But you know what? The fact is I got a job tomorrow. It's a guaranteed forty hours, and I love it. So why why mess up a good thing? You
2: know? yeah. mm.
0: sir. That's, stay in reality. Yeah. Yes.
2: That's dope, man. Like I, I kind of like the part of your story, like where you didn't have anything, but yet you continued to keep moving forward, just like him. Like you basically realized that God couldn't do all the work for you, but you guys had to partner. Yes, like you had you had to partner with God, mm-hmm. and the more faithful you remain to the prayer that you made initially. Like, that's what it all goes back to. Because I believe that you were sincere. Like, that's what it took for your daughter to almost leave your life.
3: Yeah.
2: Mm. You know, and, and you as a father, having the heart of a father like that changed. That moment changed you. It marked you so much that you're living that prayer out today. Yes. Mm. And then you look at the stability you created the stability that you created, the foundation that you created for your daughter is causing your daughter to succeed. Yes. So it's something like not to take lightly, like you see the hand of God all over you. And just being a man of integrity, being a man of char- good cra- character, you always, like you don't even realize who you're all influencing. It's all about accountability too.
3: Yeah. You know I mean? Like there's, You'll be amazed on when you get into their, this recovery group or whatever, this this bubble, you'll see how many good people are in it. Yeah. You know? And you'll notice that there are people that actually miss you that you don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I go to a Saturday meeting, the, the 510, and they they got a late one. It's 10, 10 to 11 p.m. And there's one on Friday, 10 to 11 p.m. When I hit those, there's a couple people in there that can't make it through. So... They go to that one. And some person came up to me after me and said, hey, man, I was really feeling bad today, man, down and up, blah blah, 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 blah. Was I sure glad to see you. He yeah. said, whatever you have to say, I want to hear. Yeah, mm. Where are you going
2: next? Said, <laughs> Home. <laughs> you know what? Like talking there, circle. Just like <laughs> talking to you, there's a couple of scriptures that come to mind, and, and it's it's like, he said they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Meaning, like, every time that you testified, like, you're sharing your testimony. You're, you're talking about, like, what you came out of. Yeah. And that bring, that opens doors for other people. Indeed. And then the other one about accountability is, like, in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Yes. Realizing that we can't do this walk alone. Mm. Like, it, it's, the, it, it's being wise and practicing wisdom. You know what you can have wisdom all day, but until you understand that wisdom, you don't know how to respond.
3: Yeah?
2: Is that you know? Mm-hmm. Walk mm-hmm. the top. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like being oh I know. And that not, I gotta and I gotta not, be accountable.
3: And also not being embarrassed of your spirituality. That's the there's main There's no shame in that. There's that's the main thing that a lot of people I've seen in recovery. They they they're scared to say, Oh, You know, I prayed last night. It's like, oh, I felt this way last night. And then I got up and I was okay. But they failed to say, I prayed about this situation and woke up and it happened. Yeah. Mm. So that's where your foundation begins too is, you know, admitting acceptance. You know, because I had to accept that I'm an alcoholic in the beginning. I cannot do this and I cannot do it alone. Come out, So, mm-hmm. and you it. know,
1: when well, just listening to, you know, people that we've interviewed, li- listening to you, uh, going into talking circles, going to speaker meetings and listening to everybody's story, there's there's always this common theme, you know, we were talking about, you know, when was that tipping point? And really, I think it's one of uh, that point where we made that decision for ourselves. But there's always this, not always, I won't say, it, I won't put everybody into this one lump group, but. It seems to me like there's a lot of people who say the same thing. Like I prayed, mm. I prayed, and then after that, because I did the same thing, <laughs> it was a prayer. It started mm. with a prayer. Come on! And I said, "I can't do this. I need, I need you to help me. Give me everything I need." And then boom, just things started coming.
3: And there's a there's a pastor that I, you know, being in this Alpha house, um, I wanted to use my church pass, but yeah. it wasn't for good intentions. Yeah, it was to get out, go to church, and take my time there and my da- my time back. Yeah. But I sat in on a, a session, you know. And so, and I sat there, and everything he he talked about that day was what I was going through. <laughs> and so I'm just like, you know, then he quits, and he said, you guys have a good week. And I'm just like, hey, this guy didn't finish what I was you know, I thought he was preaching to me. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll hit him up again next Sunday. So I went next Sunday, and then pretty soon, my mom would come up. She hasn't been to church in years and years and years. Like, yeah. she was like, you know. Yeah. So she started coming in on Sunday. And Pastor Stan started helping me in my foundation, you yeah. know, with that faith, you know. Mm. And I started, didn't know until now, I was mixing things with faith. Yeah. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. and so it started generally building up, building up, building up, and now it's just like that. That gives me the strength when I when I gotta when I'm not feeling it, I just pray, mm. and I learn to let it go. Yeah. because you know damn well that our resentments start; they'll kick us in the butt. Oh man,
0: yeah. cunning, baffling, and powerful. Yes, they'll creep in there. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the prayer thing is so strong, man. I at least you know I. Say two prayers a day. Sometimes I say 200 prayers a day Come on. just to get through that day, yep. at least two when I wake up and I go to bed. Because um, it's, it's, it's just part of my foundation, man. It it's, has it's to just, be done.
3: It's just crazy how things just happen. And then when they do happen, don't take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Just strut with it. You know, strut and just give him all the glory. You know? Mm-hmm. And like I was talking to my, my woman, I was just like, man, I don't make enough, and this and that. And I was trying to whine around one day. So and then I'm, I was like, man, I'm tired of working at St. Dennis Hall. And I mean, are this and that, you know, blah blah blah. And so, and then it's a 15 minute drive from Alg to Crow. I turn on some gospel and I, I prayed, I prayed my my little heart out all the way there. Man, I might have shed a tear. I don't know, mm-hmm. but still, I got there. What I do, I get, I look at my phone. There's no one there at work. I was opening the gates, and I looked at my phone, messages. My, my, the boss, man, he's like, Dave, I gave you a $3 raise. Ooh. <laughs> and next week, you report to Hardin Hospital. You guys are doing renovation over there. Mm. So, they, about it, they knew where I was at and where I was sitting, mm. and i was been faithful to, to God for a while now. So, I mean, he's actually delivering these things to me, but I'm not taking advantage of it. I'm not just using this money and blowing it on whatever. I'm using it for responsible crap now. It's yeah. Not,
2: it's not. It's not just. And you know, it's it's good. And Learn to be content in everything, whether you have a lot or whether you have a little. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like that's really kind of what I've been teaching on this month is like the heart of gratitude. Yeah. Meaning, no matter what circumstance we're in, we can always be grateful. Mm-hmm. Because there's somebody somewhere that's praying for the problem that you got. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes, like, we, we become so, it, it becomes almost, like, almost entitlement. Yes. Like, this is what I've been doing. I deserve this. Yeah. When it's really about the condition of the heart.
3: And that's the thing. I, mm-hmm. I've i never bragged mm-hmm. about my, my job. I ain't even trying to preach. You know, that's what I'm <laughs> <laughs> talking about. I've never bragged about anything that, and then things just keep falling into place. But it's just, it's up to me to either ride that train with with where it came from. And stay content with it, or let it go by mm-hmm. and let someone else have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because you
2: know maybe I don't deserve it right now. Because I think one of the things that we can look at too is like the jobs on the reservation. Yeah, how many tough. people are able to go work and crow in a steady job that's not tied to politics? Yep. And I've I've gotten people hired
3: already that yeah. are crows that are local, and that's the thing that crickets. I like. See, that, but there was only two crickets that answered. but you know everybody want to know how much does it pay what do you do then that means don't bother me i'm sorry i'm blunt i'm gonna tell you take your message elsewhere because if someone wants this job they would be right here putting application Mm -hmm. just like my recovery yeah if i want my recovery it's a 24 hour job
0: yeah like that that thing i posted today said rent 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 i mean um recovery is rented and rent's due every day yes rent due mother sucker no dated <laughs> checks <laughs> uh-huh. jc's gonna say something <laughs> I, he already
1: burnt that one so i, I can't say anything oh, okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> well no um i know you're about it i know you're about it about it okay. david um because I remember a few years ago, you're like, hey, how come there's no Saturday talking circle? And I said, because we're waiting for you to step up. Yeah. And you're like, all right, I'll do it. And boom, it just took off. You know? Come and, it's on.
3: Still, and it's still here today. Yeah, it's still come running.
0: On. Every Saturday at 7 p.m., 310 That's... North 27th Street, talking circle.
2: 6.30 p.m. No, when is it? <laughs> yeah, 7 p.m. 7, 7, I know 7. that. See,
3: then those are the days, Saturdays. Oh, seven, this, is my, this was my super Saturday. Mm. Before I started working a second job mm. uh so I'd come for the seven to eight, then i'll go directly over to downtowners from eight to nine, mm. then I'll go to five ten and do ten to eleven mm. and then just sharing all of them just get some just get that big old boost, then I can go home and then you know I can't say smooth sailing throughout the week, but I know
0: but then you can respond all week
3: yes I' take bits of that meeting and I use it. Here and there Throughout my days mm-hmm. So
0: Yes sir Well I appreciate you coming in Yes Most deaf I know you're a busy man But You came all the way from
2: LG Johnny Wilson Acres baby <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> 1214 Johnny Wilson Acres Lostgrass uh. Montana 59050
0: <laughs> <laughs> P.O. Bucks <laughs>
2: That, I, they don't have street numbers uh-huh. I know. especially what that's what, what, what number about. did you
1: say is like twelve something? Yeah, so I don't twelve hundred block. The twelve hundred block of lodge Lodgecrest.
0: That's probably like way out there and <laughs> out there, nobody. Uh, man, <clears throat> so tonight in the house we got two LG and we got two Arrow Creek, balance it out for a night. So it's all good But David I appreciate you for coming in Yes thank you Um, We'll definitely have you back next time We'll just pick a topic You can chime in with us Sounds good Right on Uh Aho 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 Bog on David Blaine
1: (laughs) Are (laughs) those his glasses? Yeah 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 He donated them Uh oh
0: (laughs) Yeah our interview E has bounced real quick what's What's your initial responses fellas?
1: Well, it was like I was saying when he, when he was in here and I told, you know, the fact that he 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 puts in the work. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, he, he he doesn't pussyfoot around. You know, he's like, okay, this is what I have to do. So he does it. Yeah. And, you know, and, and a long time ago somebody once told me, well, not a long time ago, but within the last few years uh, somebody told me, you know, there's two questions you ask yourself in the mornings, like what do you want? And the second thing is how are you going to get it? Mm. And so, in other words, you know your plan for that day, yeah. mm-hmm. and 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 of course that that <clears throat> that includes everything. As far as you know, just touching on, uh, reiterating what he was saying was, you know, I got to avoid these things. Um, I have to do these things, and you know, in the end of the day, you know, everything will come together, <clears throat> and you still be sober. You still get, you know, all the things that you need. You mm-hmm. Don't always get what you want. But you'll always get what you need, and eventually, you know, it'll you'll you'll be able to reap those rewards.
2: I like that. Mm-hmm. I guess my initial, um, it's like he's a man of his word. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like what stuck out with me, like being a man of integrity. Just to reiterate, like what he's talking about is like he realizes what needs to be done, and rather than wait on somebody or something else to get it done, he realizes like he's the one that has to do it. Because if he doesn't, it'll never get done.
1: Well, this is what I what I told my dad too. Is like, well, if I wait for somebody to help me, then I'll never get anything done.
0: Yeah, true. Yeah, and I think for a lot of time, like especially in my addiction, I was always like, um, I would pray for a job, but I would never uh, fill out an application. I mean, not technically that, but like other things, you know, I wanted to be sober. But I didn't take the steps to become sober. I just dream about being sober. I would dream about what I could do if I was sober and I didn't drink anymore while I was still drinking. Yeah. You know what I mean? But when I came right down to it, this guy just, you know, took the bull by the horns and boom,
2: went. Like it wasn't an empty promise. Yeah. It wasn't like, a God, if you get me out of this, I'll do this for you and bargain with God and then. Not do it.
1: And then say, all right, I bought myself one more time. I Mm -hmm. got myself one more day.
2: And like he said it, he said it too. He goes, when I went in there, he's like, I I forget what he said exactly, but what I got out of that conversation was like, he realized that he was at a crossroads.
0: Mm -hmm. And
2: he'd be like, oh, I can either continue like drinking or I can make this phone call.
0: Yeah.
1: And then that, that, that common theme I mentioned also was the fact that a lot of this starts with that one prayer. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there's always going to be those ones that we had before that, like, oh, what do you call them, foxhole prayers? Yeah. So, you know, that we always have those, like, oh, my God, if you ki- get me out of this hangover, you yeah. get me out of jail. Bargain. Or, if you, yeah, I'll do this, I'll do that, you know. And and I don't think that's a real sincere prayer because I think in the back of your mind or somewhere inside of you, you know that in the end, it's like all I'm doing is trying to buy another day of of, of addiction.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's Yeah, his story's powerful.
0: Yeah, that's um one thing that he didn't drop <clears throat> I was hoping he would And I just kind of forgot I was going to ask him about it too Was that while he was in pre-release down here Like he would walk He would do take one of his four hour passes And he would walk 40 blocks To an AA meeting Which took him an hour and a half Sit in the meeting for an hour And then walk another four, hour and a half back <laughs> Every week You know, and he used that as his time You know, to self-care And think and just Jam out to some music But the whole time he was in that pre-release He did that every week And I was just like That was inspiring to me Yeah You know I was just like Hell yeah man That's that whole kind of That was extra um, <clears throat> Kind of like confirmation expert, Extra inspiration to me It's like if there's a blizzard But I'm supposed to be at a meeting I better be at that meeting So yeah. I got a dude over here Walking an hour and a half to a meeting yeah. And I'm walking an hour and a half back um, I can't let him show me up <laughs> I think
2: that's what separates <laughs> The real from the fake Oh yeah People that are just playing the program like, And those that are like It's gotta be my life mm-hmm. You know chasing that sobriety Like you do your addiction And so yeah.
1: And you, you can usually tell, I mean I learned how to kind of Notice the little signs Just in the way people Talk Mm-hmm. The ones that are playing the system, you know, I'm doing this while well. I'm in pre-release. I'm doing this while well. I'm on probation. I'm doing this while well. yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. And then you know, just by the way they talk, the way they act, the little things that they do, the probation tell. officer. Yeah, you you can tell, and 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 if I saw him taking a personal pass, four-hour pass, well, you can do anything. You can go shopping. You can go out with your girlfriend, or you know, you can do anything you want. You're taking a four-hour pass of walking, what did you say, 40 blocks? Yeah. Stay there for an hour, and then that's three hours of walking for one hour of of meeting time. Now that, that to me, that's not a little thing. Mm. That's, that's a...
2: That's character.
1: That's that's a big thing. That's huge.
0: hmm Yeah, and that was, like, my first met him, and I was just kind of, I was blown away. I was like, this guy's a real deal, you know? And I was inspiring, He he still, still inspires me, and, like... A lot of guys that get out of pre release and go back to the res, I'm always like, Oh no, man, that's a bad idea, man. Bad idea, buddy. But like when he went back, I wasn't even worried. He's like, I'm gonna go back with Harden and blah blah blah. I was like, All right, cool. He's like, man, and he's still running that meeting, you know. Um, so it's cool, man. So I appreciate him and
2: another well, thing. Yeah. That, oh another thing that he got me was like cutting like he made no qualms about it, but he realized who he had to cut off. No matter if they were friends or family. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like what a lot of natives use is a kind of like a safety net. Yep. It's like, okay, if I'm going to mess up, you know? Mm-hmm. And really, it's leading them down the road that they shouldn't be going down. Yep. It's because we use our family as an excuse.
0: Mm hmm.
1: And I don't think you really have to cut them off. I think you just have to have boundaries, Set strong boundaries. boundaries. Yeah. yeah. Just
0: love them from afar.
2: And it's not like saying, like, I'm not going to help you. But what I'm saying is, like, I'm no longer going to put my, allow myself to be vulnerable around you. Yeah. Like, I have, you know, like, we all got family members that are still out there in addiction. But it's not like we go out there and hang out with them every day.
0: Yeah. We ain't kicking it with them while they're getting high or drunk. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But then there's a lot of people that come into recovery, and then they're like, oh, I got to go do this because of that. Yeah. And that's why they don't succeed.
0: Yep. They just don't, like, in well Briety it talks about how, like, when we're in our addiction, we're a sick tree. So, they take us out of that sick forest treatment. We're there. And so, like, you take a tree, a sick tree, and you put it in a nursery, you're not going to take it back to the same sick forest and replant it. Yeah. It's going to get sick again and die. Yes. So, you got to go take it to some brand new fresh soil, and plant mm-hmm. it again there. Um so, to correlate that with, like, you know, when you're fresh to recovery, you know, it's not good to go back to your old, your old playground, even if that is home. Um, there's a lot more opportunity here, you know, like, in this community, there's a lot, there's meetings 24-7 almost, Yeah, you know what I mean? There's tons of meetings going down every day here, and <clears throat> that's why, I mean, that's why I stayed here, because... Uh, there's no meetings on the res Or my hometown anyway Yes sir But that's a good point Yeah good things um, Hey just kidding um, Yeah that was good And we're definitely having back for another topic <laughs> Sky Watson <I> don't know. <laughs> There it is there it is, there it is. We're waiting for it, waiting for it. I live for that you
1: know, one, bro. You know, you know what that reminds me of? is that dinosaur on Jurassic Park. Uh, Rex. Oh, look at that one, those
0: little ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah They yeah. eat uh,
1: the mailman guy from Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they jump up and their necks go like that. <laughs>
0: their necks start shaking and spit that venom. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Now, every time I hear that, I'm going to see that little dinosaur
1: (laughs) neck flaps going like this.
4: (laughs) Neck
0: flap, neck flaps. I don't know what they are. (laughs) Your neck flaps. Your other chin. (laughs) Your neck flaps. Oh man, man. Yeah, I think uh, you guys ready to get on the speak on it? Yes sir, yes, sir. Alright, right on, right on Well, DJ Hit me with that B
2: Speak on it Speak on it, bro on it And that
0: bro, speak on it Speak on it
1: Speak
2: on it
0: All right, all right, all right, all right, all right It's Mo Hugs, Not Drugs Coming to you from the Unspoken Words Productions Office Episode 26 Hey, we're halfway there for a year Or for 52 weeks anyway We're at the halfway mark And it's like, you know, just crazy Like, um, just started out with an idea It's like, hey man, let's start a podcast I'm like, hey, we're already talking about it Hey let's do this Let's uh, go have some coffee Work on the chemistry Now we're here At week 26 That's pretty cool uh, But <clears throat> What I wanted to speak on What I wanted to speak on it About was um, A saying By An elder That was You know Given to me That he You know Taught me this You know He said We're not responsible For our first thought But we are responsible For our first action and that was so huge to me because i don't know about any any of you out there other addicts and alcoholics in recovery my thoughts are pretty negative right away boom they go negative right away they go cynical they go dark they go dirty they go um evil quick fast in a hurry um especially you know if if i'm feeling kind of gloomy that day if i'm Whatever, you know, I'm just not, just, just not out of funk. I'm not balanced. I'm not centered. Um, man, I, they go dark real quick. And so this teaching really helps me, and that's the time when I draw on that, when I pull on that. I'm not responsible for my first thought, but I am responsible for my first action. So that previously, in my addiction, like once I thought it, I felt like it was like um, like an avalanche. It was unstoppable at that at that time. I had no other choice but to just act on this thought and see it through, whether it be good, bad, or indifferent. but today, and I was I was like sure of that like, oh man, I'm gonna drink, I'm gonna fall off the wagon. if I had that thought, man, previously to the red road, I would entertain that and just let that fester let that marinate. Until I was drinking again And I did that, that That was the downfall To a lot of my relapses Was just that little thought uh, You're not going to make it You're going to drink again In a couple months In a couple weeks You're going to drink again After you accomplish this I know it I'd have that thought And I'd be like okay yep, It's inevitable I'm going to drink again and I would. But this teaching has really helped me today. Even if today like, it's like, oh, this happened, I'm going to go drink. Those thoughts still come. I was like, nope, no, I'm not. Not today, Satan. No, I'm not going to go drink. Because today I walked the red road. Today I respond. Today I can use my tools to deal and feel in a healthy way. Today, I can just I can just handle from when I wake up until I go to bed. And that's all I have to handle. And that's enough. And so I just wanted to share that teaching and just kind of um, expand, expound on that. You know, you're not responsible for your first thought, but you are responsible for your first action. And it's helped me out tremendously. And I hope it helps someone else out there out. Um, and that's all I got for my speak on it. Mo' hugs, not drugs. Holler back, citizen. Speak on it.
1: Speak on it, bro. On it, bro. Speak on it. And that, bro, speak on it. Speak on it. Speak on it. yo, 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 what's up, what's up? Except no substitutes This is your favorite Indian JC Holler at your boy And hey I got some great news I just found out Well not just found out I found out a couple of days ago But <laughs> You're just finding out That uh, we, we, we get to give them baby shoes away yeah, yeah. To <laughs> Wait, wait no. Let me do your Jurassic Park The meat flag. The meat f- <laughs> 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 neck flaps, <laughs> knee flaps. <laughs> anyway, okay. <laughs> so uh, what was it? Callie Walks Over Ice, right? She's the flight of the navigator down at that Indian place, uh, or what was it? Billings Urban Indian Health and Wellness Center, and, Wellness Center and she's a navigator. navigator. Oh, I was way off. Anyway, so congratulations <laughs> to Callie, and you know, in her message that we got from her, she, she mentioned that, um, she's not in recovery herself, but she just likes to listen to the podcast because she likes the native perspective on things. And that really made me feel really good too, because, um, you know, I, I I think I mentioned this probably way back in the first episode when we were kind of introducing you to, as to what we were doing, but you know, we talk a lot about recovery. We talk a lot of, you know, walking the red road and addiction, but Really, what it comes down to is that it's it's me trying to learn basic life lessons, and I think that, that those things will will resonate with with anybody who's struggling with anything. Uh, maybe you're just having a bad day, and you know, and you hear you listen to the podcast and you see listen to how Randy or Josiah or I might you know deal with certain situations and problems, but. I think these lessons can be plug and play for anybody, so I'm really glad to hear that <clears throat> we have people outside of the recovery circle. Uh, everybody's every, everybody is part of this circle, including um, people like Cali. Uh, we appreciate you for listening to us. Um, it's about time we get to give them shoes away. I hope you enjoy them. Um, and we're we'll, looking forward to you know getting some something else together so we can have another giveaway. Hopefully we get a better response. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just playing with you guys, man. But uh, you know, um, so if you're one of the people out there who's not in recovery, so to speak, that's 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 awesome. That's cool too. Thank you for listening. I mean, like you are part of the circle too. And for all of you out there who are who are um, in recovery, or maybe you haven't made that decision, you're on the fence. You know, you don't know if you're going to swing one way or the other. Um, perhaps you know. It, it, you, you're you just struggling um you know just just pay attention to the things that these guys are saying because they're really smart they know what they, i mean i'm not an expert on anything i have to tell you that right now but i know what i've been through and i know what i've done and i know what i had to do to get out of it and to be be in a better place that's all i know so that's all i can really speak for and so hopefully you know our words are resonate resonating um out there to all, all of Indian country and beyond. Uh, we thank each and every one of you guys for listening. Man, without you, there is no podcast. Uh, so we appreciate you. We love you guys. Uh, stay strong. Stay together. Support each other. Always be there for each other. And, again, you know, I can't say this enough, man. Many, many, many a-ho's to all of you guys who are out there listening. That's all I got. A-ho, veni vidi vici, baby. Psych. Speak on it. Speak on it, bro. Mm -hmm. And that, bro. Speak on it. Speak on it. Speak on it.
2: Yo, 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 yo. It's Randy V, aka. Pod Gaudi, a.k.a. What are the other AKAs again? Pod Father. Two time coach. <laughs> Two time coach. <cold> champion. Of champion. <laughs> the world. Of the world. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> but anyway, <laughs> tonight, I wanted to talk about that, like the power of your story, you know? I said it earlier when David was here, it was like, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of your testimony. Especially if we're seeking a life of recovery, especially if we're feeling like we're a a little bit discouraged, if we need a little bit of hope, man, it's always good to find somebody that's looking for a little bit of hope and sharing your story and how you overcame what used to defeat you. There's power in that. A lot of us don't realize, like, the power of our voice, the power of our story and not to shove it down anybody else's throat, but it, it's like, there's always somebody that's looking for encouragement. If anything, this world is, can always use more hope. And when somebody hears your story, you're basically opening the door to their prison. Why? Because you overcame something and you have the authority to share your story. And your story is unique. Just like ours. Like this segment is called speak on it. There's power in speaking On your story, especially if you find yourself needing a little bit of encouragement. I know as leaders, we all got to find ways uh, to encourage ourselves. We all got to find ways where uh, a lot of us, we don't feel hope, a lot of hope all the time. But we've learned to really, it's kind of like going to the gym, you know. People don't get buff overnight. They just consistently go and they consistently grind. That's how our sobriety is. That's how it is when we share our story. The more we go, the more we do it, the stronger we get. And at the end of the day, man, you're a champion. If you, if you survive these 24 hours without using your drug of choice and not doing what you used to do, then you've succeeded Your life, you're not a failure. You're you're not good for nothing. Like you're an overcomer. You're a champion. You found the gold in that day. Even if it didn't feel like you won. Because if we succumb to our feelings, then we've already lost a battle. It's like we can feel bad, but yet I know the, the next step is the most important step in my life. So I share my story with those that I see. I share my story with those that I come across, not because I think I'm special, but because I realize like my story can encourage somebody else. And that person will realize, whether they tell me or not, that's not up to me. What's up to me, though, is to plant the seed and be like, even if they don't, never admit it to me, they'll be like, man, I remember that guy. And if he was able to change his life by making the right decisions then there's absolutely nothing stopping me from becoming who I'm supposed to be. And that's the power of sharing your story. With that, man, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Episode 26, six months out of the year, half of 52. God bless you. I love you. Toodaloo!
0: Get them net flaps going. All right, all right, all right. Blame it all on my roots. <laughs> I showed up in boots and ruined your black tie fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was waiting for you guys to join Just me I like, don't know that song. Uh, I know a little
2: bit of it, but
0: last one to know. Last one to show, I was the last one who thought you'd (laughs) see that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't it do that? I don't know. Oh, he, was that the neck flaps again that, or That what? was me impersonating thunder. Oh.
0: I think that's a different one. And thunder rose.
1: Yeah, let's sing a song about cheating. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, well, I, oh, hey,
0: oh now, okay. Hey, I I'm, got dark pretty quick. I thought it was just about a thunderstorm.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I never watched a video. <laughs> No, man, it's cool, man. <laughs> 26, man. That's crazy. Um, special shout out to Mr. Blaine for coming in from LG. Uh-ho. Flying first class all the way on uh-ho. I-90. ho Uh-ho, uh-ho, uh I appreciate uh-ho. both you gentlemen. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, the favorite engine and the Podgati for bringing it every week. Hey, let's do another 26. Let's get that year marker. Dog, that's going to be dope. Go. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's um, going to
1: be dope. We got to do something special.
0: Yep. And as we move forward, our audience out there, we love you. We appreciate the feedback. If you want us to speak, if you want us to talk about a certain topic, if you want us to talk about something, in the headlines, man, hit us up. We got our email. We got our page. You can inbox. If You want us to... T- you want to get our perspective on something, hit us up.
1: Yeah, we yeah. always we always need suggestions. We can always use the inspiration. And, yeah, I mean, uh, we can't say anything unless, you know, you shout out to us and we're always open to those, any kind of feedback. Yes.
0: yes, and if you're in recovery and you're walking the red road and you're going to be in the Bellings area in the next whenever, if you're going to be in Bellings in the next year or so, Hit us up, man. We'll put you on the, put you on the we episode. We want to hear from you. Yes, sir. We want to hear we want your to hear, story. want
2: to hear your story.
0: The more stories we can get of people walking the red road, the more hope we can share. Yes.
1: You know what I've been curious about is that you know we get uh, listeners that are coming from different countries. I wonder if they change the language. Oh, huh. Or is it in English?
0: It's probably in English. Oh, yeah. not Oh, well, I've seen that. Japan. Kind of like Japan universal. has joined the cause This past week Nice Konnichiwa Konnichiwa yes. That's my That's how my dad Everybody in prayer Um Knew him as Oki And that was because Of his uncle Was in Um <clears throat> He was stationed In Okinawa
1: Oh yeah Really
0: Yeah And then when he came back My dad was this little guy And he nicknamed him Okinawa But nobody could say it So they just started Calling him Oki Oki
2: <laughs> that's crazy how people get their nicknames huh? Yeah, and it yes.
1: sticks too for the rest of their life. Yeah,
0: lives. and like everybody in prayer like um, I remember like you know FedEx, UPS go out there, they stop at the store, or they stop somebody and say, "Where's Jerome Huggs' the house?" and they're like, "What? Who? Who's that?" They didn't know him as Jerome, you know, they knew him <laughs> well, as Oki.
1: I mean, I I mean, I had to be <laughs> honest is like I'm like just recently too, and no, well not recently, but within the last year or so. Yeah. Somebody said Jerome, and I was <laughs> like, "Who's Jerome?" And, then, "Oh, that's uh Josiah's dad, okay, okay,
0: all
1: right. <laughs> it took me a second. Like, like if they would have said that about your brother Oli, too, I would probably would have been the same way. I was like, yeah. who?
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. like probably your dad probably just knows my dad as Oki. Okay. Oki, okay, yeah. Yeah. Right on. Well, we love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Better than ever. All right, <laughs> then. Chinook.
2: M-G-C-B. Hey yo, it's Randy B,
0: aka
2: Park Gotti.
0: Yo, Josiah Mo Fire, aka Mo Hugs, not drugs. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.